0: Welcome back. You are listening to Nate the Hate on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to like the video and subscribe. We are nearing 11,000 subscribers incredibly fast, given that we just hit 10,000 subscribers just about a month ago. But today we're going to have some fun. Sony has their first state of play of the year coming up, and they've given us a lot of information about it. It's going to be a 30-minute show, have 10 games, which will include updates from the June PlayStation 5 reveal event, plus a few new announcements, and we're also going to talk about the recent news of Jim Ryan delaying a high-profile PlayStation 5 game and how this could impact the remainder of Sony's 2021 calendar year in terms of software releases. But before we get into all that, I'd I'd like to welcome in my co-host, Modern Vintage Gamer. Hey, what's up, Nate? Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure having you with us, and we're going to jump right into it. Let us talk about the Upcoming State of Play, which will air later today, and we're going to talk about our predictions for the show, and we've done this once before, and this time I'm going to spare everyone from a Silent Hill prediction, because it I don't believe exist. it will be here. It doesn't exist. It it does exist. <laughs> we've had numerous rumors come out in the last couple of weeks that they support me in that way that silent hill is coming back but this week is not the time for silent hill at least in my opinion i hope to be wrong
1: when will be the time for silent hill nate let's let the people know because i don't believe this is real but (laughs) if you tell you've been sitting on you've been you've been hot on this rumor for a while and look you usually uh are on the money with this stuff and you know it it does Make me wonder that I, I do not agree with you about this when you have been on Silent Hill for a long time. So when will we see
0: Silent Hill? What When when will that happen? I, I've said it before, but I believe it will be the summer. I think it's going to be Sony's, for lack of a better term, E3 state of play. So, you know, we're talking June, maybe late May, you know, that type of time frame. That's when we're going to see the pyramid head Rise up again to shatter our dreams and life.
1: I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll tell anyone that I was wrong about this. I hope I
0: hope your predictions <laughs> <But it's, laughs> come true. See, I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to predict it for this state of play because every time it seemed as though people were coming out saying Silent Hill is going to be at this Sony event. No, it's going to be at this one. It's going to be at this one. It never happened. So it's easier to just not predict it. If it happens, we will all be surprised and thrilled. So that's, that's called learning, you learn at your mistake and you move on, but well, we and should you learn not to make the predictions again. We should definitely get into
1: it. I, and I don't have silent Hill in my predictions list, by the way, if you were wondering, <laughs> but I do have what I think, uh, I mean, picks that will be most likely shown uh, later today <laughs> And a couple of outside chances, and even a few curveballs as well. Ooh!
0: So let's you know, let's start with what we feel as their locks for the state of play for our predictions. And you know, you start off. Give us your first lock.
1: Well, I think the first lock has to be Ratchet and Clank. So we obviously were recently given a release date by by Sony. Um, for was it June I believe it's coming out and it's it's a game that we've seen but we've seen in a very limited curated capacity up till now I do think there'll be a longer form um, trailer slash gameplay thing on the show where we'll actually get to see more of the game and really I think it's time that we did, right? I mean, um, we, we all believe that this game is going to be one of the, the better games that come out this year. It's definitely something that I'm very excited about when I first saw it, and I think it, it won't disappoint. I think it's just going to get us really hyped for the June release, and I
0: think, yeah, Ratchet is an absolute certainty. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I have Ratchet and Clank on my list as well. And I think we're going to get a story trailer because the announcement for the release date trailer still really left us wondering what the narrative of this game is going to be. And I think now you want to give a little more of a deep dive into that flesh out a little more of the story elements. We've seen that new Lombax character from last year, but give us an idea of the narrative, a little more of the gameplay and basically have us ready to drop down a pre-order at the end of that showcase. Yeah. I think that's going to be their target if Ratchet & Clank is in the state of play. And given that it is, you know, four months out, almost three to four months out from release, now's the time you want to build that hype and anticipation for that major release. And that brings me to my second expectation, and it's Returnal. It's coming out in just under two months. It's been delayed once, and we still really don't have a solid idea of exactly what the game is from a narrative standpoint, but we have a good idea about it in terms of gameplay. And I think if they do a story trailer for Returnal here, that might spark a lot of interest. And I've been a very vocal advocate that the game at $70 is a tough sell, and it is on Sony's marketing to convince me that this game is worth $70. And to this point, they have not done that. But if you can come out with a really strong, compelling story trailer in this week's state of play, you might have me tempted and more willing to pre-order or consider a launch day purchase. And I love House Marks games: rezogun Super Stardust. I've enjoyed these games thoroughly on PlayStation 3, PS4, even PlayStation Vita. So it pains me to see their latest game with Returnal causing me a little bit of hesitation. And this is kind of that game where I'm sure a lot of people say, if it was coming to PlayStation Plus, I would absolutely buy it. And I would agree with that 100%, but Sony's not going to pivot on two major first-half releases for the PlayStation 5 and make Returnal a PlayStation Plus game. It happened with Destruction All-Stars that ultimately was the smart move. I think with Returnal, we just re- we need a really strong narrative trailer that also highlights how strong the gameplay can be and maybe just, you know, a cherry on top, announce a demo. Get a demo out before it releases in April. Make that demo, you know, curate it, curate the content to make sure it emphasizes the game's strengths. And I think that will be what will have us, you know, willing to buy it on launch day, because right now it looks like a good game. But at the timing coming out at the end of April, less than a week later, you have Resident Evil 8. It has a lot of competition from established franchises. This is a new IP. It is coming from a quality developer, but $70, dollars—it's a lot of money to ask.
1: Yeah, Returnal will be at the show um, I, I do think you're right. They will have to basically c- convince people that it's worth spending seventy on. I think you know games being being charged at seventy dollars it it's a psychological thing, but it's like you really have to convince me to buy this game all of a sudden, you know. And I do agree. I, I think they need to push Returnal, and it will be a part of the state of play plans. You now, whether they actually nail it and and you know ma- it makes me want to get the game on on launch day i'm not sure like this is a game that i definitely want to see more of and i think sony understands that and they'll give us more of the game um hopefully they will drop a demo as well because I, I i definitely want to learn more about this game and, and you know if if i can get a chance to play it before it releases even better but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do agree that, that Returnal needs need some love, and I think they'll, it'll get, they'll get it at at the uh, state of play.
0: Yeah, I do anticipate that we see a little more. I know a trailer just dropped this week, but I think they want to give it a grander showcase in the state of play to really reach a bigger audience. So I am anticipating that. What's another game on your list? So the, the
1: another game that I had on the... I guess the almost certainly will happen later today is Kenner, is it Bridge of Spirits? Is that the, the yes, the, uh, the name? Yeah, I I think Kenner is a game that we're gonna we're definitely gonna see at the show. Again, kind of like, kind of like um, Ratchet and and the same with Returnal. We saw that that early trailer and it looked great. Like I think it was one of the most aesthetically beautiful games that we saw at the launch of you know the ps5 last year when when they had the announcement and everything and i i definitely have followed the game but again like you know like returnal it seems like they need to really convince us that this is a game that we want so um i definitely think we'll see more of of kenna at at the show today what do you think
0: Yeah, I have Kenna on my list of predictions as well. I think it's going to be a release date trailer. They're going to officially give it a March release date. We know that was their targeted window. Yeah. But we don't have a release date specific yet. So I could see that coming at the state of play. Just, you know, it's have that nice grand trailer show us story elements, better representation of the gameplay, but leave us wanting more drop a release date let's say second half of March and you know you're gonna have a lot of interest and you can open those pre-orders on the PlayStation store immediately after and you know that's exactly what you want from this type of showcase if you're the fan it's wow that's awesome hype and if you're Sony you want to get those impulsive pre-orders so yes, absolutely that's what I'm expecting with Kenna yep. um, now a game on my list, and I'm not sure if a lot of people remember this game is stray. This Ooh. is where you play as a stray cat.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I recall this now. Good, good pick,
0: <laughs> good pick. And it feels like this is probably another game that maybe we get a release date on. Right. Cause I believe it was targeting a spring window and you know, you have to show, you have to flesh out this idea a little more for us because in concept, it's definitely alluring. But it's still kind of that tough sell. It's niche. I mean, you're a cat. Yeah. But this is one of those games, I think, with the right marketing, especially from a state of play. This is something they have shown in previous state of plays. And as they mentioned, we're going to give you updates on these games. So it fits the criteria. And the fact that we don't know the release date just enforces to me that it's time for that update. Give us a release date. So I think it's in the same category as Kenna.
1: Yeah, good pick. Um, one that I, I not, didn't even really think about, but it makes sense, especially when you know when the messaging was, you know, we're going to revisit some of the the games that we we kind of announced last year and everything uh, mm-hmm. on the show, and, and, and update you on what's going on. So, yeah, I think um, very very good pick. What, what was your next game? Well, I guess this is low hanging fruit, but we need to see more about Horizon Forbidden West and both from a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 5 uh, capacity. Maybe they'll show both. I'm not sure. But I do think that we'll get to see more of Horizon at this show. It was an interesting announcement when they revealed this game when the PlayStation 5 had launched because there was obviously that confusion, that that kind of messaging that wasn't clear. What game this was going to run on, or what system it's going to run on, we know now that it is running on both the PS4 and the PS5. So yeah, I, I think for, uh, Horizon is a part of the plans for the state of play, and we'll probably get a date, um, but maybe not a um, a specific day, but maybe more of a holiday 2021 type type um, announcement. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean Horizon Forbidden West, we really we haven't heard from that initial you know, announcement. It's been quite silent, but we could almost assign that to a lot of Sony's first party games we which we'll talk about in the second half of the show. But I could see an update for Horizon definitely happening at this show just to kind of give fans something to look forward to in terms of Sony studio output and what Gorilla is developing. Uh, One of the games I have on my list is Deathloop. Mm, Yes, yes. And it's coming out in May. So, you know, we're just three to, you know, two, three months from release. We really haven't seen much about this game in the last few months. There's still a lot of questions as to, you know, what the game really is. We had a nice little demonstration in terms of the gameplay several months ago and to be honest when they first showed it the gameplay wasn't it didn't sell me yeah it was kind of a very wait and see type of moment now it's that time you're you are building up to launch now you have to come guns blazing and show to us this is going to utilize those adaptive triggers on your dual sense controller really well the gameplay is exciting, fast-paced, and we're going to have a lot of diversity in how you're approaching this first-person shooter. Because that initial showing, I was just like, this looks you know, pretty standard. There's nothing here that looks innovative. There's really nothing here that looks next-gen. Now it's time to prove me wrong and sell me on the game. And that's why I anticipate that we see Deathloop Look, later today.
1: I'll be honest with you, Nate. I'm, I'm not really big on Deathloop, like from what I've seen. It's <laughs> it, the the gameplay loop, no pun intended, looks interesting. But it's probably not a game that I would want to pick up and, and, and buy myself. So, you know, these Sony presentations, they usually start out strong and they finish strong and somewhere in the middle, they kind of lose you a little bit. I think I think Deathloop will be in that middle segment somewhere where, you know, Ooh. I'm grabbing a drink or something, you know. Wow, that's harsh. Hey, I'm just being honest.
0: That's true. And honesty... So harsh. It's always a good. Quality. It's always a good characteristic. <laughs> so what's what is another game on your list that you are anticipating?
1: Well, I will say that I'm um, my surefire, absolute things that will happen. That list is now depleted. Now we're moving into the um, half chance outside chance list, and the first one I have, and this may be a little, little out there, is Grand Theft Auto Five. So okay. we had, obviously, when Sony had their big announcement showing his PS5 games last year, the first thing they opened up with was GTA 5 running on uh, on the new hardware. So I think I think they're going to, you know, I think it's time now for that game to get a, a date and, you know, Take-Two is going to make all that money all over again, but that's what they do and I, I think we'll, we'll see a trailer of GTA five with better graphics, you know, 60 frames per second, maybe some ray tracing in there. Maybe uh, I'm not sure if there'll be ray tracing, but some, some enhanced visuals Ooh. and, you know, a focus on the online. Cause that's, that's where they make all their money um, in this uh-huh. day. So yes, I think it's time we'll, we see
0: um, more of GTA five at this show and, you know, probably a date as well. I mean, it does fit Sony's official briefing information of we're going to give you updates on games from our June PlayStation 5 event from last year. And as you mentioned, GTA 5 opened that show. And yeah, we've, we really don't know much about this release other than Rockstar's intent to bring Grand Theft Auto Five to the PlayStation 5. And hey, now is as good a time as ever as giving an update. GTA Online is still a cash cow for them. And... GTA six doesn't seem to be anywhere in sight. So give us a quick update. And, you know, as you mentioned, if they're implementing ray tracing or improved frame rates or seamless, you know, city loading, something similar that we've seen in the Spider-Man and miles Morales games on PlayStation five. I mean, honestly, if made-
1: they could just make it four K 60 without any other enhancements. And I think that would be, <laughs> you know, that would make a lot of people pretty happy, you know,
0: yeah, you're right about that. And, I mean, this is a game that's going to drop on PlayStation 5, and it's going to sell a metric ton. Yeah. So, yeah, tomorrow seems like a good time for an update on that release because other than it existing and the intent, we don't know much about the improvements that we'd actually see from this. So, yeah, bring it on, Rockstar. Let's see what you've got. Now, one of the games I have on my list is... Well, it's another indie game, and it's Little Devil Inside. We'll be back after a quick break.
1: Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At The Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The, no. way, the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Yes. Uh, that's another one of those games that was on that list um, from mm-hmm. last year that that we haven't really heard much about, and I think it's a good
0: pick. W- why do you think it's um it's going to have a presence at the show? It's already been in the state of play, and it's another with this one of those games that it seems like Sony's really behind, yeah, in terms of marketing and wanting to make a big deal out of. And what we saw with Sony, especially during the PlayStation Four generation, but really strongly highlighted in the second half is that they kind of pushed away from marketing indies and making them feel as though they were a pivotal pillar of success for the playstation 4 brand and that's changed with the playstation 5 we see them looking to some of these unique indies and saying we're gonna position you in a very strong manner and make you an essential pillar to our platform and that's why you saw bug snacks on playstation plus at the playstation 5 launch they want their platform to be, you know, welcoming to indies and give players that diverse, you know, game offerings. And that's why I could see Little Devil Inside making a return at the state of play. It fits what Sony has classified as giving us new updates. And I believe it is a game that it was supposed to release in the first half. I know that it was, it had some controversy around it due to character depictions and the developers did promise that they were going to address it and fix it now's a good time to show that they have listened and they fixed the caricatures in the game and they listened to the fan feedback. So if you want to build up some hype and you want to show that you are taking fan feedback seriously, show us a new trailer, show us that gameplay and get people excited about your release once again.
1: Yeah, that's a good pick. And another one that I didn't necessarily have on my list, but one that does make a lot of sense. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now, what do you have to follow up? your last pick well um i think village will have a presence at this show um village is an interesting one because you could argue that we've seen pretty much there all, all there is to see with village you know we obviously had the resident evil uh thing you know last month that was um was you know was quite a hype announcement so why would we see more of Village at the state of play? Well, I mean I think, you know, Sony and, and Capcom and Resident Evil kind of go hand in hand. I think Sony is, you know, got the marketing for this game and I think we'll see a new village trailer um at, at this show. You know, I think it's again, mm-hmm. this is not this is not a, a part of my I'm I'm almost certain this is going to be there, but I I feel pretty <laughs> confident that it'll be there, especially Now that you told me there's no Silent Hill, we have to have Village at this show.
0: (laughs) I mean, Silent Hill, well, not Silent Hill, Resident Evil Village, it would make sense for them to have it here because they have promised the introduction of another demo. And even if it was just to announce a date for it, to say this is coming second half of March, here's a brand new gameplay demo or just a brand new gameplay demonstration, because we really haven't seen combat that much in terms of how the game's approaching it. We saw how you could push away an enemy or kick them. Yep. But they could definitely do a deeper dive into a lot of the in-game mechanics just through you know, a new trailer. And Sony clearly has the marketing rights to this game. So, hey, keep that momentum going for this, this release. I'm sure Capcom is positioning Resident Evil Village as a pivotal release of their upcoming fiscal year. So you want as much marketing as you can, and the state of play is a really good time to see Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village appear again. I want to see more of the game. It definitely has my interest. I enjoyed that demo, or experience, I believe they called it. Yep. But if you can date that second demo for late March, early April, give it to me now and give me something to look forward to because I, I am hungry for yep. Resident Evil Village information. I'm very excited for this this
1: uh this game and you're right i mean if you think about resident evil 7 they dropped a lot of demos not a lot but they had multiple demos right that they they kind of dropped for that game um there was the kitchen thing and then they did another one after that and yes um so i think this will follow the same the same type of approach
0: yeah because with 7 they had the kitchen demo and then they released that second one, where if you could, you had the dummy finger, and if yeah. you got to a certain room in so much time, something happened, and there was so much like viral marketing to find all these hints and clues. And I am definitely expecting a similar demo to happen with Resident Evil Village just to keep the base engaged and wondering and hungry for what's next. So, hey, now is as good a time for yeah. new Resident Evil Village information. Uh another game on my list is actually I had GTA 5 um mm. let's see I don't want to go to this pick yet I'm holding it um I think for a new announcement Death Stranding whoa PS5
1: yes ooh that would be that would be a hype announcement do you think um you think they're gonna do that? Like, it's hard to it's hard to predict that one. I, I did give it some thought, but the thing is, there's been all this kind of rumblings that Sony wasn't happy with Kojima, you know, with the game, and it didn't sell very well, and and kind of they wanted to kind of wash their hands with it a little bit. But you think it's
0: gonna get some love on the PS5? I think they bring it to the PS5. You have that PC build where you have it running at the high resolution with ray tracing. I think you bring that over to the PlayStation 5 the best you can and you build that base. I think I think the PlayStation 5 audience though still small. I think it would resonate with them to revisit this game or some people may not have bought it on the PlayStation 4 because it launched so close to when we you know, when you launch within a year of next gen introduction, you, you get some buyers that are going to hesitate. They'll say, "Well, I'll just wait and I'll pick it up on the place when I get a PlayStation 5." I think Death Stranding may have been a victim of that to a certain degree, not not a major degree. Like, I don't think it offset millions of potential customers, but enough that would it would make a release on PlayStation 5 a worthwhile endeavor for Sony and Kojima Productions. But that's that's a pie-in-the-sky type of prediction. It's something I would love to see. I would love to revisit Death Stranding on PlayStation 5 with some you know, ray tracing and higher resolution and just better overall performance. I'm probably, you know, one of dozens who wants to do that. Oh, I'd, love, but I'd love for that game on the PS5. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed what Death Stranding had to offer, and I would gladly revisit on PlayStation five. So that's that's one of my high hope predictions.
1: Well, let me counter your high hope prediction with one of my high hope predictions. And this is probably about as crazy as Death Stranding, but something that that I've been thinking about recently, and that is Elden Ring. Oh. I think Elden <laughs> Ring... Well, I don't think Elden Ring has a good chance of being in the show, but I, I would like to believe that we may see Elden Ring at the show today. And let me tell you why. I think it's time when... The time is now to see more of this game... And I'm not suggesting that we're going to get a a long, you know, five minute trailer plus a date on the end of it. But we may see more of this game. And, you know, to hear what's going on with this game, because it's one, it's almost, it's almost mythology, you know, this game now that it's almost to the realms of, you know, Duke Nukem Forever or something about this game like there's There's all this talk about it, but no one really knows anything about what this game is, other than you know, FromSoft is doing it, and and just some initial <laughs> stuff, and George R. R. Martin's involved. So I do think <laughs> maybe, just maybe, and maybe I'm, you know, there's a bit of fanboy in me as well, saying this stuff, but maybe it's time for for some Elden Ring
0: from FromSoft. I would love to see Elden Ring appear later today. My only hesitation is I believe Microsoft has the marketing rights to Elden Ring. So it might be a little weird for Sony to have out their state of play ahead of Microsoft's own type of event or controlled reveal. That is so interesting.
1: I mean, doesn't isn't Sony and FromSoft kind of been aligned together for many years? You know Yeah. I I, mean, even Sony, I, I know Sony owns a, a small stake in Fromsoft as well. From a, I'm not saying that has any impact on who owns the marketing for Elden Ring? But I just does does that come into play at all? You think that Sony does have some involvement with what FromSoft is doing?
0: Uh probably not in any meaningful way. But I mean, you're right that Sony and FromSoft do have a very friendly relationship. I mean, we can all just look to Bloodborne, yep, and say. That's pretty clear evidence there, but Microsoft must have swooped in with a nice bag of money when they were first hearing about Elden Ring and said, we have to position this as a major get for our platform. And that's my that's my one knock of Elden Ring not being there tomorrow. I'd love to see it. We are definitely overdue for an update. And whenever we do get that update, it'll probably be in the form of a very expansive trailer with a release date and yeah. highlighting all the in-game mechanics of how it differs from you know, the previous Souls game or even Sekiro. Or maybe it's some sort of hybrid of those two franchises into one cohesive experience. And like Elden Ring has a lot of hype around it already and we really know nothing about it. Yep. So when it does appear, it's definitely going to be an exciting moment. I just don't expect to see it there tomorrow. Well, but hey, I, even if it's a PNG like Metroid Prime, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, you know? I think even just a little logo, people would be like, yes. <laughs> like, it's back. It's a ring with the word Elden next to it. Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So what's your, uh, what's your pick that you've been holding, holding back on? Because I think I know uh, what it might be.
0: Yes, I believe you would. I, There was a rumor that started that Final Fantasy VII Remake is joining PlayStation Plus in March. And as soon as I saw that, light bulb went off in the head and said, if that's joining PlayStation Plus, that means one thing. It means Final Fantasy VII Remake is getting a native PlayStation 5 version, and they're going to announce it at the State of Play later today. Why otherwise announce Final Fantasy VII Remake for PlayStation Plus? You would do it because you want Final Fantasy 7 remake in the hands of your PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 owners, and you will eventually announce an upgrade path from that vanilla version to the native PS5 version for, let's just say, thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Could be less, could be more. Who knows? It's Square Enix. We never know what they're doing, and that's exactly you know that's exactly the reason. We saw Jim Ryan come out very recently, and they said PlayStation Plus same-day releases have done incredibly well for us. We're going to continue to look into them. So now if I can put Final Fantasy VII into the hands of over 50% of PlayStation 5 owners, when it comes time for that upgrade path, let's say later this summer, you're probably going to get a vast majority of those people to upgrade. And PlayStation 5s are going to continue to sell up to that point. So that is going to expand and... You know, that one year PlayStation 4 exclusivity clause is just about at its end. So it's a good time to announce your intents to bring Final Fantasy 7 Remake to PlayStation 5. And, you know, if there's new content, any of the new enhancements, be it ray tracing, shortened load times, all those minor types of quality of life things, it could be a pretty exciting announcement. And I think we see 7 appear tomorrow. I don't think we see Final Fantasy 7 remake part two I that'll be at a later date that could be next year or even the year after that yeah i, I agree with that i don't think we're gonna sit here from that game for a while but yeah i think we finally hear of the native final fantasy 7 remake version for playstation 5 but i don't think it's the only final fantasy VII or final fantasy game we hear of
1: yes final fantasy 16
0: yes i think we're due for an update
1: so i'm going to slightly disagree with you i don't think final fantasy 7 on ps5 um will be a thing at today's show and Mm -hmm. there's no reason for me to to kind of you know (laughs) disagree with you other than it just doesn't feel right to me you know like Mm -hmm. we're getting to that point now nate where if all of these predictions come true this would be the best day to play bar none you know by a long shot right and we know that it's it's Sony. They um, they'll have a couple of surprises, but I mean, if all this goes, then this will be a pretty hype show. And uh, we yeah. we know better than to uh, you know keep our <laughs> expectations in line. Now, with that said, Final Fantasy sixteen, Yes, I I think we'll see more of that game at at the state of play. I I think you know. Um, We've seen a little bit of the game, but it's. I think we're ready. You know, for um, for for, for more of a you know maybe some a story trailer or, or just some more information about about that game and and when we can expect it.
0: Yeah, Final Fantasy sixteen seems to be. I want to say Square's focus. They showed that really exciting trailer. And correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the trailer did end with a 2021 release yes. window, right? Or That's they right. had it on B-roll from. CD uh from uh an event earlier this year but it was their intent to have this game come out this year and with a game as big as Final Fantasy 16 you want to show this a few times over the course of the year to generate that hype so I'd say it looks I'd say it's probably a lock or as close to a lock as you can get that we see Final Fantasy whether 7 or 16 in some form at yeah, the state of play I agree with that I mean will there'll
1: be some final fantasy representation at this show yes you know that's that's undoubtable you know it's undoubtable that that we'll see that um so yeah i agree with
0: that now i don't have any other games on my list i i couldn't i mean if i could come up with brand new announcements i'd I'd count death stranding and final fantasy 7 remake for playstation 5 as new announcements yeah I, but I mean, I could see how they maybe could be viewed as updates, but I don't have any of the predictions on my list.
1: Same. I mean, I I had a note here about God of War, mm-hmm. um, but a couple of things there, and you know, um, I don't think if it is, you know, if we, I don't think if we will see God of War this year, then this is the state of play that they'll they'll show us more of the, of the game. I think it will most likely be around the E3 time where we, we get a you know some more information about the game and everything. So that was the only other game that I had on my list that I was thinking maybe we'll see at the show, but the more I think about it, it just doesn't feel right. Kind of like the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake thing.
0: It, it just doesn't sit mm-hmm. right with me at this show. I mean, God of War is an interesting one because I could... I could flip Horizon out and replace it with God of War for one main reason. We've seen a trailer of Horizon. Yeah. All we've seen is a logo for God of War. Yeah. So maybe you'd want to give that teaser-type trailer for God of War now, and then you build up to like that full reveal come E3 time. But at the same time... You really don't need to build up too much pre marketing hype on a game like God of War Ragnarok. We know it exists. We know their intention or hope is to launch it this year. You can wait till E3 and do the full reveal and still have maximum impact from that type of marketing. So you don't have to build too much anticipation now. You could still wait. But, hmm. I think, do you think?
1: I think Horizon
0: hmm. is going to be at the
1: show. Instead of God of War, purely for one reason, and that is, Horizon is being marketed as a PlayStation Five game, but let's be honest, it's being developed on PlayStation Four hardware, and its dev cycle is probably in pretty safe hands, and that game will come out this year. You know, a hundred percent on the PlayStation Four. They may um, they may offer a backward compatible PS version initially and then a free upgrade to the ps5 version when that's ready to go but i think the difficulty with god of war is they're not telling us that it's a playstation 4 game um they haven't said anything but i believe nate i believe it's a playstation 4 game
0: yeah i i think in the back of everyone's mind most are saying this is one of those it's a cross-gen game yep. it's similar to horizon sony just hasn't come out to confirm it but i think everyone has that suspicion at this point and the longer that they remain silent on that topic the stronger that suspicion comes so if it were at the state of play i think they kind of have to come out and just say playstation 5 exclusive put those fears to rest and that could be kind of hype yep i mean i guess my last question for this topic is do you think we have a whoa moment in terms of games here
1: um not really i mean i think this is more of a i mean look if, if they show god of war at the end of the show um with ps5 exclusive on it and a 2021 date that would be a pretty whoa moment right i mean i think mm-hmm. a lot of people would be pretty hyped about that especially when we, uh, I know we're going to talk about this, but you know some games have been delayed. GT Seven, Gran Turismo Seven, was was delayed to next year, and so I think I think that would be a hype announcement. But ultimately, I, this is more of a um, you know Sony. This is more of a a business thing where Sony just has to communicate some information to its fans. Obviously, the launch of the PlayStation Five, while very successful, has also been very very difficult for for not just Sony, but for consumers as well. Obviously, there's a lot of people that cannot get the hardware, and Sony have put themselves in a situation where it's almost not essential that you even need PlayStation hardware right now. So it's in Sony's best interest to reconvince people or convince people that, yes, you do need PlayStation hardware, and here's why. So I don't think it's going to have a an absolute knockout blow in this show but i think it'll be more of a you know jab 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 or death by a thousand cuts type thing where they they hit you with um with you know a whole bunch of different things kind of like a a, you know a nintendo direct that with with 30 titles there's there's going to be something that you'll you'll walk away from feeling happy about you know if you don't then you're not a sony fan at the end of the day
0: yeah we're going to walk away with some good updates not necessarily anything that's like oh my god i have to buy a playstation 5 now for it's going to be like hey, these were the updates we needed and Sony delivered a solid show for us. I could see the state of play settling into that type of area. And now to go into the second topic for this discussion, and as you had touched on, Sony's Jim Ryan has announced that one of their high-profile games for 2021, Gran Turismo 7, has been delayed from 2021 to 2022, and this delay is fairly Significant because originally Sony had positioned this game as a first half of 2021 release. And now we're talking about a, a delay of, you know, an undetermined amount of time. This could be a full on year delay. Yeah. And the reason for the delay is COVID. This is an ongoing situation caused by the production challenges from the pandemic. And as Jim Ryan put it, it's a dynamic and changing situation. And some critical aspects of game production have been slowed over the past several months. And they will share specifics on GTA 7's release date when available. And I feel like a lot of people had assumed that the COVID impacts were limited to strictly 2020 and early 2021 games, where maybe the delays were only a few months. But the fact that Sony's Gran Turismo 7 is seeing potentially a full on year delay shows that the impacts of COVID are going to be felt for months and potentially even years to come. And I've seen some people go to Twitter and say, well, it's Polyphony Digital. They're known for one thing, a lot of delays. It's not wrong. Polyphony Digital is known for delaying their software a few times, and they take a lot of time to craft their project to perfection. But This is a big delay, and it definitely has me concerned about some of Sony's other potential 2021 releases because Ratchet & Clank was originally positioned as launch window. Now, I don't know what your definition of launch window is, (laughs) but I feel as though I'm fairly generous. I give a studio or I give a company, if you launch hardware in November and you say launch window, I give you to the end of March. Yeah. Ratchet & Clank is coming out in June, which says to me, delay. Yeah, absolutely. We hit a snag and, you know, resulted in a two to three-month delay. That's not huge. It's not, you know, cataclysmic. Returnal also faces a delay. So now when we look at titles like God of War Ragnarok, a title we have not seen in any form as of recording, a game like Horizon Forbidden West, an in-engine trailer, we have not seen gameplay, Final Fantasy 16, another studio, Square Enix, renowned for delaying games. We saw, you know, a nice trailer. It showed some combat, showed a little bit of gameplay. As a fan, looking back to June of last year, it looked like Sony's 2021 was stacked. Mm-hmm. It was going to be game after game, month after month. And we're now approaching March. And the only major release from Sony first parties has been Destruction All-Stars and the next one doesn't come until the end of April with Returnal and then the next one would be Ratchet and Clank in June. We do have MLB the show mixed in there in March but I don't think the first half of 2021 is shaping up the way PlayStation 5 and Sony fans had originally envisioned dating back to last summer. Yeah, you're
1: uh, you're absolutely right about, about COVID. I mean, it's it's not something that just ended when twenty twenty one started. The knock on effects of of you know COVID will continue as much as you know. Like people just you know, people say that you know these companies use COVID as an excuse, right? Like, you know to to delay games and stuff, or to just to you know to push dates. They don't. I mean, it it has a real impact on on everything. And I can only assume the situation with Gran Turismo 7 is simply because most of their employees are working from home. You know, then that's, that makes it very difficult to get work done sometimes. I mean, we just heard about a, a delay of um, the uh, the new patch from CD Projekt Red, and it was due to COVID. And obviously it was due to other other issues as well about, you know, their, their recent um, cybersecurity issues. But COVID is something that will just, not you know will, will not end anytime soon and it will continue to delay and uh, impact dates and I think and this may be a real bold statement but I think that any any game that is PS5 exclusive date exclusive PS5 will get delayed and we already saw that with ratchet get get pushed Ooh. we have seen that with gran Turismo 7 now, back to god of war for a second if god of war is a playstation 4 game and they started developing that on ps4 hardware which i Mm -hmm. almost am certain they did and that's why they put 2021 as the date of that game coming out because everyone was surprised when we we saw the date for 2021 no one believed that right everyone's like that's going to get delayed but what if it was (laughs) developed on playstation 4 hardware and it's only recently now getting you know um ported up to to ps5 would you then believe maybe it has a chance? Yes, it might have a chance, right? Cuz that's a that's a different different model and the same applies for Horizon. Horizon has a, a release date of 2021, but it's also a PlayStation 4 game. We have to be, you know, we have to be very clear on that. It also will run on the PlayStation 5 and there'll be a PS5 build, but that game was also developed initially on PlayStation 4 hardware. So those those games that uh you know run on both both ps4 and ps5 i think most of the time they'll be they'll be okay because you know work can 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 continue to be done but the ps5 exclusive games i think all of them are are at risk of of getting pushed i mean we, we saw the delay of returnal that was another another recent thing um gran turismo i i do wonder if if you know more games will get impacted by this um hopefully i'm you know i'm i'm wrong about it but my gut tells me that i'm right about this
0: yeah i mean you bring up a good point when we look at even the playstation 5's launch we have demon souls you know fantastic game and you know it was in development for quite some time but if you look at you really look at the bones of that game. It was built
1: on PS4 hardware. Right. And then it was moved to the PlayStation 5 and they took advantage of the SSD and the haptics and mm-hmm. um, the better resolution and all that stuff. It was not yes. built
0: from the ground up on a PlayStation 5 dev kit. And there's even some rumor, or I've seen the speculation, that in, I believe it was 2019, that Insomniac had begun their development of a new Ratchet & Clank game. So even Ratchet & Clank for the PlayStation 5 may have started on PlayStation 4 and then was shifted over to PlayStation 5 once Sony had more advanced development kits. And when you look at the other launch games, Spider-Man, Remaster, Miles Morales, these were cross-gen games. And as you mentioned, we do have those PlayStation 5 exclusives facing these delays. And the work-from-home situation... I'm not sure if people truly grasp how severe and significant work from home can be in terms of development. Now, some studios have been able to adapt well and their impacts are minimal. But when a studio comes out and says, oh, working from home, the impacts are minimal, that is really, you know, there's no general consensus as to what that means. Minimal may be three to four months for a certain studio. Maybe for another studio, it's six months. There's no way we can look at it and just generalize what it means studio to studio or company to company. And it does seem that Sony has been impacted by this. And as you brought up with God of War, if it started on PlayStation 4 and if it is a cross-gen game, they may have been at a pretty advanced state when they announced it last June. Right. And you know, now it's that polish, bring it over to PlayStation 5, we're going to continue to fine tune it and yes you have been hampered by covid delays you have had to work from home and that may have delayed things you know let's go on the let's go on the shorter side of things let's say 3 months well if you were targeting november we're now looking at early 2022 and i mean maybe the game was further along than any of us know and it can still hit that milestone mark of launching later this year and Horizon Forbidden West may be in a very similar situation. We don't know cuz we haven't been given updates on the software. Jim Ryan seemed very optimistic that they are going to have Horizon out this year. So that game may have been very deep into development. It's likely just being built off the exact same engine as Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn, so development process was sped up. I think it's
1: coming this year and um, I, I yeah, I I feel I feel
0: pretty pretty strong that we'll see it this year. Yeah, of the two, I think God of War Ragnarok is the one we see get pushed into 2022.
1: Now, if that happens, which there's a good chance it will, right? (laughs) Then I think, yes, it will be PlayStation 5 exclusive. If we do see it this year, then it
0: will be PS4 and PS5. I will agree with you. I don't think it's in Sony's interest to be launching first party PlayStation 4 games in 2022. Right. I mean this this is their last year of
1: first party PS4 releases like because I mean last <laughs> year we were led to believe that it was going to be Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us <laughs> Part 2. We all were sold, you know, a bag of, you know, bag of lies about that and then here we are. So I do think this is the last year of of, you know, first party PS4 exclusives.
0: Yeah, at least in terms of like, I'll say AAA or major projects. There might be, you know, something smaller. Maybe I could see happen. Right. But yeah, I think 2021, this is when they want, they need Horizon out so they can say, that's a swan song for PlayStation 4. We're done. Our focus is now PlayStation 5 moving forward. And if God of War is cross-gen, then it's in their interest to absolutely make it happen this year. But with that delay of Gran Turismo 7 and I know Gran Turismo 7 is a very different game compared to those. These you they actually go and they look at the cars. They scan the cars to get accurate modeling. They go to the race tracks to measure everything. And that could be part of the production delay that they're not getting access to certain car models or even the race tracks or regions. But to see a delay of that caliber, it definitely makes you look at Sony's 2021 Intended software lineup and say, what's next? Yeah. And it does. It seems like either it seems like God of War is probably ripe for a delay. We just haven't seen anything of it. And hopefully Sony can prove us wrong, be it at the state of play with a trailer where they slap on 2021 with some confidence. But it's getting to that point where, yeah, Sony has a lot of games coming to PlayStation 5 over the next few months. I think Ratchet & Clank is really the start of this generation, in my view. This is a game that looks like it uses the SSD well. The visuals look amazing. And it feels like come June, that's where Sony is going to want to really build up some of that momentum. And you need a big release for this holiday, and that should be, you know, God of War. Gran Turismo 7 would have been fantastic to have this year. Does the lineup feel weakened without it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if 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 um, Microsoft comes with with Forza, you know, uh-huh. and then there's definitely a void there that's been you know left open, you know, for Forza to come in, right?
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, especially if they launch it exclusively on Series X and Series S. Yep, they can come out first and say we have the next gen racer. We're showing you what the SSD can bring to racing, and I mean, if you're Microsoft you want to take advantage of this new opening because as we discussed last year and everyone discussed last year, it seemed like Microsoft was in a severely weakened state because Sony was going to come in throughout 2021 and just have a onslaught of major releases. And we've been faced with a few delays here and there. And all of a sudden it's, you know, Microsoft is still in a weakened state, but they're not going to be delivered that coup de grace from Sony that we were expecting. Yeah, They might actually be able to survive this opening year and make it all the way to Halo Infinite where Microsoft is hoping to basically rise like the Phoenix. They launched, they burnt out. But if they can make it to Halo Infinite without being destroyed by Sony, they want to rise like the Phoenix, be reborn, launch with Halo Infinite, and then all of a sudden have all those you know, franchises that they showed us last year from, you know, all the their brand, those all those development studios that they've acquired. You have Avowed. You're going to acquire Bethesda in the coming weeks. You have Perfect Dark, Fable, Forza Horizon, Forza Motorsport. Microsoft is looking to 2022 where they gain their momentum. I mean, Sony's going to be right there with them, though. Yeah. It's just Sony's momentum is now slightly more delayed than we had anticipated. And the I mean, as we mentioned, these are the impacts of COVID-19. It's And it's going to con- continue moving forward. This isn't going away anytime soon. And it's a very unique start to a new generation of hardware because we may not really see what people would consider a start until maybe the second half of even 2022.
1: Yeah. Um, another thing I want to mention is some people may be a little confused as to why, you know, if if they bring out cross-platform PS4 and PS5 versions that I feel more confident that we'll see them this year. <laughs> Simply because, just like retail hardware, dev kits have been very difficult to get as well. It's It falls in the same issue, and that is there is a massive uh, semiconductor shortage out there right now and there's literally a shortage of pretty much everything out there and that ultimately means that work cannot get completed and and if you don't have a dev kit then you can't get work done now i'm not suggesting that first party studios don't have dev kits but there may be some situations where all their essential employees don't have access to a dev kit which means that they either they're either sharing a kit you know with someone else or that work you know it just cannot be done which means it impacts release dates and and timelines and things however on the flip side if you have access to a playstation 4 pro dev kit that had been around for about five years now that means that work can can get completed on time other than you know the the issue of, of working from home so there's a lot less risk involved with you know a cross generation game which you can then move to the playstation 5 when you get the appropriate hardware in the office to do so so i just wanted to kind of bring that up as as a potential issue for why i think that you know anything that is a ps5 exclusive may may get pushed and look Mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense you know with 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 the games that we've seen so far um you know, new hardware is new hardware, and there's also that learning curve to learn, you know, new development hardware. Now, once again, I mean, people may say to me, well, it's just PS5, right? It should be the same as the PS4, but it's not. I mean, it's a completely different animal in, in so many different ways, and that learning curve cannot be under underestimated either that, you know, developers have have to take time to adjust and learn a, an entirely new set of hardware hardware and then tiling you, um, you know, SDK. And that that means that it's, that potentially could impact, um, you know, release dates and things as well. So, you know, there is other other things to consider as well on top of this that are technical. And then of course you add COVID into the mix and it just, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, that Sony has has pushed um, the date for Gran Turismo 7. And, and like you said, I mean, I think it's probably, you know, a couple more that we'll start to see this year as well
0: yeah I mean as you bring up the only Playstation 5 game that or the only Playstation 5 games that we've had launch or are still seemingly on track for a general time window that they had originally intended to launch is really Returnal Ratchet and Clank yep and Destruction All-Stars but like a game like Destruction All-Stars we have to remember that was originally a launch game So it was delayed two months. right? Returnal, again, it was delayed. Ratchet & Clank, delayed. And these were all games that, back in June, when Sony was fleshing out that launch lineup and launch window lineup, these were very advanced state. These were games that Sony was looking at, and they were achieving their milestones to the point where they were confident that they could slap on these release windows. And the fact that they are still being impacted several months later shows there's really a lot of uncertainty as to what we're going to get from release dates of everything moving forward. There is a good chance that Sony's 2021 lineup is a lot more deserted than, you know, what us early adopters would like to see. But this problem it isn't exclusive to Sony. It's also impacting Nintendo, it's impacting Microsoft, it's impacting every third-party partner out there. It's just it's a very difficult time for all these companies and unfortunately it doesn't look like relief is on the horizon right it but it, it will come we as the gamers we have to be patient with how this output is going to you know turn out in the months to come it's we're just not at that point yet this time next year it's probably going to be a very different situation or we can hope but i mean it's just a lot of uncertainty and i know it's it's asking a lot for people to have invested five hundred dollars into brand new hardware to be patient for that next A, super exciting release to come. Because you know that's just not the nature of a consumer. You buy a product, you want to consume the next thing. You just, you, we really do have to put patience on a pedestal right now and observe it and say, the games will come when they come. This isn't a situation any of these publishers or developers want to be in. None of them foresaw this. They're working tireless every day to get their game out when they had originally hoped and you know they're working hard to make it happen it's just too many obstacles are in front of them right now
1: yep very well said and yeah i mean hopefully with uh today's state of play sony will definitely ease ease some of the the fears that we have and maybe a couple of you know quick fire um updates as well and maybe even a shadow
0: drop hopefully we'll get to see something cool yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a solid, fun state of play. They're going to give us updates on games that we are excited for. We're going to get some new trailers. And I think it overall will be a fun day. And remember, that's what video games are. They're supposed to be fun. So let's have fun with this. And now we can move into some of the Streamlab questions for the week. We have quite a few ranging a multitude of topics. And our first Streamlab question this week comes from Symphonic Balance who donated $5 and writes, seeing that Skyward Sword now exists for the Switch, especially with regular controls, it diminishes my hope of a Zelda anniversary collection, although it is still possible to release a collection for holiday 2021 and then do Breath of the Wild 2 for spring 2022. Yes, that will very likely be how it is handled as we know Skyward Sword is coming out in July and Jeffrey Grubb has written an article that Nintendo will fully detail their Zelda 35th anniversary around this summer because they want to make the celebration, you know, they typically start the Zelda anniversaries at E3. So this will probably be mirrored and we'll probably see Twilight Princess and Wind Waker come to switch. You know, sometime this holiday, maybe a little before the holiday, maybe we could look at a October type of release, but definitely not too close to Skyward Sword. overlap.
1: I definitely agree. I mean, we'll see more of Zelda this year. I would not be concerned about Skyward Sword being the only
0: thing that we get from Zelda this year. Yeah, absolutely not. Because as they marketed the game, even during the Direct, it didn't have any 35th anniversary branding, which means Nintendo still has more because they have to officially start the anniversary. And then we had a dollar donation from Jackie G, who writes, what is the first release from Microsoft that retails for $70? Love the content. Ooh.
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) whatever it is, it's exclusive to Xbox Series X or Series S. So it's not going to be Halo. I think it's probably going to be, ooh, maybe... Maybe Flight Simulator, but even that, I mean, it could be Flight Simulator. It's, it, it, it it makes some sense, but like I was thinking more along the lines of a 2022 title. Yeah. Something along the lines of, well, I don't think Perfect Dark would be a $70 game. Maybe, um,. Uh, maybe Fable. I mean, it, it's it's hard for me it, to imagine what they would price at seventy. Honestly, what do you think? It, it's, it, a, it's a tough question. It's a good question too.
0: It is a good question. I mean, the next Microsoft published game that's exclusive for series for the Series X Series S is Flight Simulator. I just yeah. don't see that coming in at seventy dollars because what's it what's it retail for on PC? It's cheap, and plus you can play it on Game Pass for for. Whatever yeah, you um, pay a month on Game Pass. I mean, maybe the first Forza that comes to the Xbox Series X and S will be the first seventy dollar game. See, I don't but- think
1: they're gonna do that either, because Forza's always been big on downloadable right. cars
0: and and <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, what if Microsoft just doesn't price any of their first party offerings at seventy bucks?
1: They may not. They may not <laughs> do that. Um But it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I mean, look, we have to remember the Bethesda angle as well, right? So let's say Starfield is an exclusive to the Xbox Series X or Series Mm -hmm. S. When that deal is done, that Phil comes out and announces that Starfield is an exclusive game, which, you know, that may happen. That could be the first $70 game. Um, You know, we could think of it in those terms as well, I guess. That's true.
0: Yeah, it's... It's a that's a really good tough question. Yep. Let's say Starfield. <laughs> I'll go with Starfield. Sounds good to me. <laughs> then had a ten dollar donation from Brian T, who writes, Thanks for all the work you do on the podcast and on the forums. Do you think we will see a new console, Game Boy N sixty four, with or without a price increase, or return to the old virtual console format? There looks there looks like there's some There's some room from April to June or so. Uh, I do think we will see a new console introduced this year for Nintendo Switch Online. Yep. The virtual console format is, it's a topic that comes up quite often, and I understand why it does. The issue with a return to form for virtual console is that, a lot of the virtual console games, especially on the Wii U, simply did not sell. And that's why they abandoned it. And what you saw as an effect of that is companies like Sega, Konami, Bandai, Namco, they started to release their own compilations in the forms of retro collections yeah. for you know, 20 know $30, where you got four or five games from that Super NES, NES era. And they're making more money. They're selling more copies by following their own format than to go to a virtual console-style catalog and selling the games individually. Now, some studios find success. The Neo Geo line on the eShop, they sell a lot of copies of their games, Metal Slug, Joe and Mac. They find success. But collections seem to be more so the direction that third-party partners. Want to move in instead of supporting a virtual console? Because Nintendo has to license those games to add them to that type of service. And there's really not that much incentive to go to a studio like Konami and say, hey, do you want to sell the original Metal Gear game on our virtual console service? When Konami could say, we're going to take the original Metal Gear and you know the nes games and we're just gonna release a compilation with those on it for 20 bucks Yep. that's a lot better business for them to explore than to make a licensing deal with nintendo yep you absolutely nailed it
1: um virtual console which i, I love the virtual console unfortunately isn't a business model that makes sense in 2021 anymore you know and and you you're absolutely right these companies would <laughs> rather make their own collections um and that's really where we are, that's the, the world we live in. But I do think, yes, we will see an addition to the Nintendo Switch Online service, probably Game Boy, maybe some Game Boy Advance, but probably Game Boy and Game Boy Color would be my, my picks for what's next on that service.
0: Yeah, I would agree with the Game Boy line, but I would include that from Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance all as a singular entity. We then had a $10 donation from Mirage. Writes, Nintendo seems to focus on the same big IPs every year or two while doing occasional ports or remakes of low tier series like Metroid, Star Fox, Donkey Kong, etc. Would Nintendo ever give these IP dedicated studios, external or not, to allow them consistency? Um, I mean, Metroid does have a dedicated studio, it's retro. The problem is, is retro just takes a long time to make games, especially now. Uh, Star Fox is one of those franchises that it needs to be reinvented. Yeah. Nintendo does not know the direction to take Star Fox in.
1: Yeah. Agree. Ever since uh, Dylan Cuthbert left and does his own studio now, that that whole thing needs to be
0: redone. Donkey Kong is just unfortunately underloved franchise by Nintendo and even the fans. I mean they donkey kong is tough i'd love to see them do you know harken back to the arcade days of donkey kong like donkey kong 94 on the game boy is an amazing game
1: the problem with that is then Miyamoto needs needs some involvement at least from an executive produ- producer role you know so how invested would he be in in at that level these days where i've well, where i feel like he's you know, he's mostly checked out of Nintendo. He's he's only focusing on the real big stuff these days, theme parks and whatnot, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, Nintendo, unfortunately, they just have those safe IPs like Kirby, Yoshi, where they get a new release fairly consistent because they know they're going to get those two, three million cells no matter what. Metroid, they are trying to make into a more consistent franchise, and one day, maybe it will get there. They'll have a nice trade-off between 2D and 3D, you know, every few years. But I mean, Nintendo's focus is always going to be Zelda, Mario, Luigi's Mansion now, mm-hmm. Splatoon. There's always going to be their big focus, Animal Crossing, because they sell, they sell dozens of millions of copies. Then had a five-dollar donation from the Dark Void, who "Hello, hello." I have a question for Nate. Since it's 2021, do you still think Xbox Game Pass is coming to the Switch? LOL. Also, do you guys think it would be smart for Microsoft to get the next Call of Duty on Game Pass Day 1? Keep up the great work. Well it is 2021 and Xbox Game Pass and Switch. I believe it is still... A thing Phil Spencer wants to happen. It's simply Nintendo is preventing it. Nintendo really doesn't understand why they would want the service on their platform, and it's probably an ongoing discussion between the two companies. It's just a lot of back and forth. Can they but talk, Phil Spencer's.
1: Can they talk about Ooh. GoldenEye while while we're at while they're in
0: it? Yes, they can. <laughs> like we'll give you Game Pass if you let us have GoldenEye. No. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys can have GoldenEye too. We want it for ourselves with Game Pass. <laughs> like, what do we get in return? You're on our platform. <laughs> yeah, but can we get something else? No. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Phil Spencer's been very vocal that he would love to have Game Pass on Switch, but unfortunately, it's just a case that Nintendo has to allow that type of app on their platform. Um, as for the second question of, would it be smart for Microsoft to get Call of Duty on Game Pass day one? yes it would be very smart but sony is just very aggressive and they keep going out of their way to get that call of duty marketing deal yep agree. then had a five dollar donation from skittittles right since the switch launched in 2017 there's been a wii u port every january or february why do i get the feeling nintendo land is somehow going to get ported over in 2022 over Xenoblade Chronicle X or Star Fox 0 just to spite me.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, the disrespect to Nintendo Land. We won't have any of that on the show. Indeed. But um I would uh I would like to see Star Fox 0. Yes. I like that game. Yeah, Everyone like tells it. me it's bad, and and, I like Star Fox 0. And I do think they can they can improve the game in a meaningful way because a lot of people didn't like like the motion controls on the wii and everything and they weren't happy with the direction the game took but i I really enjoyed the game and i think it could be made into
0: a really really good game on the switch agreed i think there's there's areas there that they could revamp and make it a very enjoyable experience on the Switch. Xenoblade Chronicle X, I mean, if they do another remaster, I guess it would be in 2022, and that would be the natural order of things. We have, you know, we have Xenoblade Chronicles 1 done, so the next one would be X. So 2022 would probably be the timing of it. It definitely would not be in January, it would probably be deeper into 2022. So, I, yeah, Star Fox Zero probably just won't happen, but too much disrespect for Nintendo Land. Shame, yeah. shame. Yeah, come on. Good game. <laughs> it is. And then we had a five dollar donation from Commander Keen, who writes: Do you feel the industry overlooks kids when making games now? Growing up with the Super NES and N sixty four like games were mad were made for me, but now it feels like a feels like around PS one games aimed older. Only Nintendo seems to focus us. Focus on kids as a group now. Um, yes, and no, the industry has definitely matured and grown in recent years. And they found, I believe, in a lot of focus group studies, that the majority of gamer is a male between the ages of 18 and 35. So that's why you see a lot of studios and even console manufacturers focus on that core group because that's where the sales are going to be coming from. Nintendo. What makes Nintendo so unique is that their focus isn't so much kids, it's just, it's everybody. They want the game to be fun for a kid and also fun for old people like MVG and myself. Yep. And, you know, Sony is more about that. Let's get where that bigger audience is. Sony, to their credit, does target children with select projects. You had Sackboy's Big Adventure. They have Little Big Planet but their focus is still games like the last of us and horizon games that children definitely are not playing microsoft is more oriented towards that older male demographic they are making strides in making more family friendly content they have things like sea of thieves minecraft and phil spencer has come out and admitted himself their one area of weakness is really making content for everybody And people said, you have the Banjo-Kazooie IP. You can do something with that to lure in games for everyone. So Microsoft is making strides in that area. It's simply a case of what's the age and demographic of gamers, and that's why they're targeting such an older spectrum of individuals. You then had a $3 donation from T-Bone85. Right? Hi, guys. With Project Triangle strategy announced, and a remaster of Legacy of Mana, and an old Saga game, I've been wondering what it means to HD these old pixel RPGs. Is it possible to make old games like Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VI into HD, or other classics? Yes, you can make those into HD, it's just a matter of how you want to go about translating them to HD.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can definitely hd any game. The difficulty is if you take a game like Chrono Trigger, which is an absolute masterpiece of a game, let's be honest, it is one of the best games ever made. It's very easy to lose that art direction that the original game was built on when you start talking about up up or updating updating the graphics um maybe changing the sound or you know remastering the sound or even re remaking the sound and i think that's the difficulty when you start talking about you know modernizing these games that you have to be very careful that you know even if you just apply a hd we'll just say an hd um shader that kind of upscales everything and HDizes the graphics that may still put some people off because it's changed the graphics graphical style from what they remembered so it's very difficult you know when you talk about a beloved game like chrono trigger i think
0: yeah chrono trigger is one of those games you have to treat with utmost respect and if you change even the slightest thing the PRs are going to come on and say oh no you ruined it and even final fantasy you know final fantasy 6 to a certain extent like i my hope has been and will always be to see final fantasy 6 in the octopath yep hd type of engine because it suits those sprites well and square even experimented with final fantasy 6 with that engine and i would love to see the game that way Chrono Trigger, yeah, you could use that engine and recreate it. The purists would get mad. But, I mean, if the other option is doing what they did to the Saga game Mm -hmm. with the redrawn HD sprites where it's...
1: It's it's a different uh, thing, right? Because the Saga game, they kind of applied just a a shader to it and, you know, made it sharper and everything. But I think we talked about it last week. We weren't particularly Uh fond of the visual style. We felt like it was a little too... To, to hand drawn or something, it just looked weird. But yeah, looked if weird. you if you do take Chrono Trigger and apply it to the Octopath engine, I think that that would be that would be a pretty good update for that game.
0: Yeah, I mean they could also just go that simple route as you were mentioning, where you just add like you know that HD type of filter on it, where you leave the sprites yep. as they are and they're just cleaner. Yep. You could always go that path, but yeah, there's definitely ways you can do it. It really comes down to the company's vision as to how you want to approach it and what your end goal is. And that's the final Streamlabs question for this episode. And if you'd like to support the channel, we have a Streamlabs link in the description below. Donate any dollar amount, ask a question, we will answer it at the end of the episode. If you donate $100 or more, we will dedicate, we will dedicate the episode to you. And that concludes today's episode. If you enjoyed the content, give the video a like. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Let us know your thoughts on Sony's state of play. In the comment section below, give us your predictions or your reactions to the state of play. If you are listening to this closer to the airing of the state of play itself or even after, let us know what you thought of the show. And I'd like to thank MVG for joining me as always.
1: Thanks for having me on as always, Nate. And hopefully our predictions were good ones.
0: Hopefully. And you can find a link to MVG's channel in the description below as well. And until next time, continue to embrace the hate.